basically we're saving the time of you like looking at your code, seeing who the responsible person is, and then searching for like PRs and comments on GitHub and seeing which ones are the ones that are relevant to the context that you're trying to gain. We basically save you the time of doing that. And with this version science, we're also going to save you the time of looking up Jira tickets and basically any other piece of technical information out there. Hey, this is Brian, and you're listening to Jamstack Radio, a bi-weekly series where we discuss modern web development with maintainers, founders, and developers. Jamstack Radio is brought to you by Heavybit, the leading investor and developer-first startups. For more information, visit heavybit.com. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. Welcome to another installment of Jamstack Radio. On the line, we've got actually Esteban from Watermelon Tools. So uh, Esteban, you want to say hello? Yes, yes. Hello, Brian. Thank you very much for your time and for inviting me to the show. I am actually a fan of the podcast, so it's pretty fun to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you reached out uh, to share about what you were working on because uh, right after that, I said, hey, let's, uh, let's have you on a podcast so that way at least the, the audience could also share in the sort of vision and what you're working on. Um, also, I think people might be interested in using the tool you're working on. But before we start, can we find out who uh, Esteban Vargas is as well? So, like, what's, what's your background? How'd you get here? I'm a software engineer based out of Latin America in Colombia. I have been developing software for the past five years professionally. And very recently, to be precise, five months ago, uh, my best friend from college, Esteban Dalel, and I decided to start this company, you know, because we were working as contractors for remote global companies with teammates, us being in Latin America, but with teammates in the US, in Europe, in India. And every time we switch clients, like, you know, like every three, six or nine months, it was very hard for us to onboard ourselves to these new code bases every time. And yeah, like even like having like five, six years of experience developing software, we always like saw this thing as being something very difficult. And we started Watermelon, we started this company to solve that problem. Okay, excellent. So what is Watermelon? I'm curious. Sure. So Watermelon allows developers to understand code context immediately. Right now we're doing that with an open source VS Code extension that basically allows us to hover over different lines and blocks of code. And we automatically index information from GitHub and provide you the most relevant information from GitHub for that block of code by running Git play mode background so that you basically save time of switching context between GitHub and, and the ID. That's how we started. And then our vision is to add more integrations such as Jira, which is the one that we're working on right now, so that you can also get not only the most relevant PRs and the most relevant commit messages, but that you know you can also get the most relevant tickets. Okay, excellent. So uh, when you talk about information, I'm hovering over a line of code I see, and I'm like, I don't know where this came from, what's happening, and like I, the tagline on your website is "Go beyond, get blame." So I imagine if you're looking for the story, you're gonna find yourself in the commit or the deploy request and try to get context that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, we're saving the time of you like looking at your code, like get blame by yourself, seeing who the responsible person is, and then with those commit hashes, searching for like PRs and comments on GitHub, and seeing which ones are the ones that are relevant to the to the context that you're trying to gain. We basically save you the time of doing that, and with this version science, 
We're also going to save you the time of looking up Jira tickets and basically any other piece of technical information out there. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> had a use case yesterday where I was writing some code uh, on an open source project I have. And uh, we take some contributions from some regular contributors, but also some new contributors that might only do like one contribution. And uh, I was touching some code that was recently changed by another contributor, and I was just a little confused on how we got to this point where uh, we had a function that was like sort of working, but it was also overly aggressive. And we basically just needed to write some tests around it to to see how to basically contain this function and, and make sure that it's, it's usable other places. And uh, pretty quickly, I, I saw uh, actually in VS Code, like uh, I've got the Git lens, and it just tells me who changed it. Um, so I was able to know, like, shout out to George. George has been contributing a lot to the open source project. I was able to understand, okay, he's the one that changed it, but I didn't have the context of like what PR that changed, what release that came in, how long ago this was. So I could see where this could be valuable, where if you're touching an old file, if you're touching a new file, it's getting a lot of changes. At least you don't have to go back into github.com, try to look through these random commit messages, and or... GitHub does have a nice Git blame feature, but again, that's going to be multiple tabs for you. Sounds like it's pretty useful. So I'm curious, like, how did you? You mentioned that you and your co-founder were doing contract work for global companies. Like, how did you get to the point where you wanted to solve this problem? Well, like, like first of all, like starting companies is very fun, and starting up startups is very fun. Like we had actually done it in the past, and we know that we actually like wanted to do it again once we had like the right co-founder and the right team. Yeah, and you know, like. We just wanted like to let it be. Like we knew that the right problem would just come to us like eventually. Yeah. And we definitely found it like doing remote contract work, you know. Yeah, it's very hard for us engineers to become productive immediately on a code base. And that was like the main motivator to to want to build this. And I also wanted to mention that you mentioned Git Lens, those guys are great. We actually started like competing against Git Lens. We're actually now seeing more ourselves more like as a complement for GitLens. And we're starting to show value on other parts of the interface of the VS Code UI. And second, we're starting to show different information and in different ways. So we're now like in a new category of VS Code extension. But yeah, I guess that we're all in this space of wanting to make in the, like in the space of like kind of like individual engineering effectiveness. Okay. Cool, and then you 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 spent some time working in, on this idea in Accelerator uh, that was based out of Chile, which is a uh, Platinus Ventures. Do you want to talk about like how that experience was going through an Accelerator? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so the story was that back in late January this year, we were like conceiving like the idea, you know. So it it was Miami Hack Week. We flew all the way from Colombia to Miami. It's actually a three-hour flight. It's not that far away. (laughs) And, you know, like we had already agreed that we wanted to build a developer tool because we're both developers and we saw like like the best founder, like startup fit over there because, you know, we understand the nuances of developers pretty well because we have been doing this for years. Um, And we said, let's go to Miami Hack Week. We'll have like a bunch of developers like physically close to us that can help us like validate whatever idea we conceive there. Um, we went to Miami Hack Week. We conceived like the idea and everything. And while being there, we applied to Platinum Ventures. They replied like super, super rapidly. We had like a bunch of calls per fast. And to our surprise, a week later, we came back to Colombia and we got an offer. 
100K for 7% via post money uh, safe cap. And yeah, like they're like super helpful. They're kind of like doing like the Y Combinator philosophy adapted to like to the cultural characteristics of that we Latinos have. So for example, their program runs in Spanish, you know, so it's for Spanish speaking founders. Yeah. But they have like a super like techie vocation. Like these guys have like started software agencies, cryptocurrencies, ex exchanges in Latin America, wealth managers, etc. So like we also had like a lot of software developers working at these companies that also became our the early adapters of our product. And yeah, like it was super helpful to get that initial traction and that initial mass of uh, users who are like stick to the products. Yeah, yeah. And I, I imagine the focus, I'm not sure how long Platinum Ventures has been around, but... Oh, uh, two years ago. Two years ago? Okay, perfect. Yeah, because I, I, I enjoy seeing like the growth in Latin America for startups and the ecosystem. Uh, obviously, everybody looks at Rappi as the, the, the shining success story of startups. And uh, I think famously, I think it came from Startup Chile, um, if I understand, if I remember correctly. But yeah, it seems like the the growth in the ecosystem is definitely needed because obviously not every Latin American country is at the same sort of level uh, as far as footing and economy and stuff like that. And I know Colombia has a very strong tech scene because I've been down there for JSConf Colombia is what it was called. And so I was curious, are you involved in the, the local community in Bogota or have you made it to Medellin to see the community there? Absolutely. Actually, actually, I'm from Medellin, Medellin, my hometown. I'm moving back there in January after so many years living in Bogota because it's okay, congrats. because it's, you know, like where I went to college with my co-founder. Colombia is like a country of like a lot of engineers, you know, um, like a relatively growing English speaking population that allows us to work remotely for the US and Europe as well. I think we just needed the rapid phenomenon. Rapi is based out of Bogota, Colombia. Yeah. We needed the rapid phenomenon, like to kind of like make people start companies. And it happened. And yeah, people are starting a bunch of startups now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to see that too. Cause like we see this in Nigeria with, um, I think, um, the payment platform, which I'm, it's Paystack. Paystack, maybe. Yeah, Paystack and Flipkart in India, like these up and coming, rapidly growth startups. What usually happens is, and it, you see that it was like the PayPal mafia is what like most people point the pinnacle point of like where Elon Musk and Peter Thiel came out of. It sort of expands growth in the other areas as as you see more of that sort of VC funding looking for the next Rappi. And I think there's a lot of excitement. And I personally, I love working with Colombians. Uh, I hablo un poquito español, so I enjoyed going down there and you know practicing my my high school Spanish as well. But yeah, I, I honestly, I think um, I'm bullish on Latin America, and I think that folks should definitely like give it a look for even hiring remote, uh, as you mentioned. So, what sort of companies did you work for prior to uh, Watermelon? Like, what what was the problem you were working on before Watermelon? First of all, gracias. You should definitely come down and look at some talent. Fun story, my co-founder's first job was at Rappi. So you could say that Watermelon is part of this so-called new Rappi mafia. Yes. We're kind of like of the newest startups in that mafia, but yeah. But prior to Watermelon, the last company that I contracted for was this company called Cerebrum. Awesome guys, like a 16-company startup distributed globally, like again, I had like teammates in India, in Brazil, in Germany, in the US. And these guys were building like a 
blockchain verified credentials for COVID tests and vaccines. Okay. So I learned a little bit about that topic over there. It was awesome. And then before that, I was also contracting like for various companies in the US, like in the logistics tech sector. Okay, very cool. So I wanted to take a step back into to watermelon and try to figure out like you mentioned Jira. What is the what's the future roadmap? What's next? Are you centralizing all technical knowledge on the platform? What does that look like in like a, like one to two years? Yeah, the big carry ambitious goal is that you're just gonna hover over a line of code and we're gonna provide you the most relevant piece of information, whether it comes from Jira or whether it comes from GitHub or Notion or Heck, learn like pager duty. If you're like a bigger company and observability is like an important thing to you, like we're just gonna like provide you the most relevant piece of information so that you can like understand everything about the past of that line or block of code. And now to be very specific, so we have this open source, um, which is this GitHub with VS Code integration, which is a free like open source product. And now we're developing our closed source, which we're going to use like to leverage our open core business model. And in that closed source, we're going to develop a series of dedicated endpoints, starting with the Jira ones that I'm mentioning, so that you can basically get this relevant information from Jira without having to leave the IDE. And saving this context switch for developers is what we believe that will save like companies like Years of productivity at scale once we do it like like with various companies, you know, because the context switch for developers is very expensive. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, and I'm curious, uh, VS Code. VS Code is something that I definitely, I, I spend almost no time paying attention to uh, up until the last couple of years, and uh, it, it's surprising on how useful the platform is. And even for like your product, uh, which I understand is an extension today, but what a great place to like to sort of incubate your idea and, and your your tool uh, as an extension, knowing that off the top of your head, do you know how many users of VS Code there are? Like, it, it's got to be millions. Yeah, uh, I believe I saw somewhere there are ten million monthly active users. That's amazing. That's what a what a <laughs> that that market the 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 the, the TAM slide on your yeah. your your pitch deck is. Got to be amazing. So exactly, I believe it's twenty one million. Like. Who have downloaded it, but 10 million are like monthly active. Wow, that's, that's even more amazing. <laughs> and regarding the, the like the time slide, yeah, like we are 27 million developers, like profit, developing software professional in the world, and we're gonna be something like 50 something million by the end of the decade. So, yeah, it's ever growing. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. Yeah, cool. Well, um, last question: It's like, how can folks get started with this? Like, where do we go? How do you sign up? Um, all you gotta do is search watermelon on the VS Code like marketplace search bar that's inside the ID. Yeah, I imagine that's a unique word that not a lot of watermelon tools in the VS Code extensions. Absolutely, absolutely. There's like a watermelon color theme or something, but yeah, like you'll recognize us because we have like that smiley like watermelon logo <laughs> that that's like very shiny. It's worked very great for us, and yeah, like you can just do that and get started. Perfect. You, it works both for private and public repos, and yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, honestly, I might go ahead and install that today, and uh, maybe I can get unblocked. And uh, when I'm, because I, I, at the moment I don't actually jump in the code that, as often as I want to or I used to. So as things change around me uh, in between my PRs, 
definitely very helpful to to understand the context of the code I'm changing around me. So very cool. So folks, definitely check out Watermelon Tools. Uh, I do want to transition us to picks. So these are things that we're jamming on. Could be music, could be food related, technology related. If you don't mind, I'll actually go first. And uh, I have a pick. And it's a, a quick technology pick. And it's uh, called DashiBase. Uh, DashiBase is a... It's sort of a layer that you could put on top of your Superbase database. Uh, so Superbase has been on this on the podcast uh, previous episode. Uh, I don't have it on top of my head. Uh, but what I'm getting at Superbase is an open source Firebase alternative. It's built on top of Postgres instead of like um, a NoSQL experience. And with Dashibase, what they've done is they put a layer on top of your Superbase instance to then build an admin dashboard pretty quickly. So uh, I have one non-technical person on my team uh, who may or may not need to edit context and, and data. Uh, currently, what we're actually working with is we need to identify the most popular repos on the open source platform. And to do that, we have a static, we actually have a static table basically to add repo IDs to say this one's popular. We want to automate that in the future, but for now, before we like develop that algorithm to identify the most popular ones, we've just been manually choosing them based on what we've known. And that experience can now be applied to Dashibase, where anybody on the team uh, can interact with the database, specifically just specific tables uh, that we don't have to unlock to everybody else. Like We don't have any personal information inside the, the platform, but if we did, we can now limit it to only access to this table based on this login. And uh, it saves us some time because building internal tools for just your team to work with, it's either going to be like a really underwhelming experience because you just do it like no design, just enough to like make it work. Or you can sign up for Dashibase and uh, it gives you a nice, beautiful, I'm not sure if it's tailwind, but a beautiful UI to basically interact with your your tables. So definitely check it out. It's Dashy based. We'll probably have them on the podcast sometime in the future because I'm I'm enjoying the experience so far. Uh, Esteban, do you have any uh, picks for us? It doesn't have to be developer tool related. No, no. Let us know about uh, something local in Bogota. So when people do visit, they can they can seek it out. Oh, I actually have a pick. I actually have a pick. If you are saying like for a longer or medium term stay. I recommend something called Todos Comemos. It's basically like pre-prepared groceries that are healthy, delicious, and like uh, relatively cheap. They get delivered to your home like very fast, very conveniently. And it's healthy and it saves you like cooking time. So if you come to Colombia, definitely look at Todos Comemos. Uh, say that again, Todos Comemos? Yeah, Todos Comemos, yeah. Uh, what's the English translation for that? Like we all eat, we all eat. Okay, okay. I I was getting there, but yeah, <laughs> comemos. Yes. Well, perfect. Uh, well, I'll definitely check out those comemos when I'm down in Colombia. Uh, I personally love the country. Um, great experience. Uh, I only spent time in Medellin, but uh, would love to explore more of the country. Uh, to be quite honest, every time I go to a Spanish-speaking country, I get better at my español. So it gives me more confidence to every time I, I walk into you. Uh, Colombia and other countries. So I'll definitely uh, I'll, I'll hit you up next time I'm down there. And uh, for this, I, I appreciate you coming on talking about Watermelon Tools. Folks, check it out. Awesome. Thank you very much, Brian. And uh, keep spreading the jam. That's all we have time for today. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. This show is brought to you by Heavybit, the leading investor and developer for startups. To learn more about Heavybit, visit heavybit.com.